Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Welcome to the Fitness Genie podcast. Coach Laura here, and I want to talk about mental health today. It's very, very close to my heart because I have ticked off a fair few different mental health issues in my life over the past 31 years. Um, And I want to bring people, bring more awareness to uh, the natural ways of being able to control your anxiety and build stress resilience. So first I'll just go over my own experiences with mental health. Um, I'll keep it short, (laughs) but They all started around the age of 13, 14 years old uh, when I had psychosis. And along with that, I had um, massive amounts of anxiety as well as panic attacks as well. So I kind of differentiate between anxiety and panic attacks. I feel like if you have anxiety, you may not have experienced panic attacks. But if you have had panic attacks, you've most likely had some sort of anxiety or experienced it anyway uh so I had psychosis it was due to some medication that I was on we believe a lot of those memories I have repressed I have gone through therapy for what happened um but yeah I don't really remember too much of that period and exactly what happened it's just based on what my mum has told me But with that came a lot of anxiety, as I said, and a lot of fears as well. Some have stuck with me, uh, but I've worked hard at trying to chip away at the fears in my life. So I used to have really, really awful social anxiety. I used to run out of school assemblies. I used to um, feel this urge to like escape from cars and public transport. I've run out of um shopping centers before and a big one was heights so i started getting triggered by being up high in places and getting really really intense panic attacks and that's actually something that stayed with me all of this time and i've tried very hard to get rid of that but i just can't seem to and it's almost like it's not a fear anymore it's more like 
that's a trigger to bring on a panic attack and some weird sensations in my body. Almost like PTSD, I guess. Uh, still something I am very... Um, I'd really like to work towards chipping away at, but right now it's just... I just haven't been able to get rid of that intense phobia. But anyway, over the years, I've had bouts of having absolutely no issues. And then I'd have periods of really intense anxiety and panic attacks since that age, just on and off. And there have been different triggers. Some have been medication related. So when I was 25, I, um, I've experimented with some contraceptives. I think I've spoken about this before in a previous podcast, but... Uh, I had the marina coil put in partly because it was um, it was known to have less hormones, uh, less influence on your hormones, or something like that. Anyway, so it really attracted um, attracted me to getting it. And one one to two months into having it, I just got intense panic attacks that just went on and on and would never ever stop. I took myself to A and E. Um, or the emergency room and yeah it was just a really really bad period until it clicked and I started looking on forums and noticed that there was a pattern and people other people had similar experiences and just felt like this had turned them completely crazy so as soon as I got it taken out literally within a couple of days everything had died down and stopped um, I've had a lot of health anxiety as well just when something happens to my health it gets really, really intense where I feel like I'm going to die like every day. And just with a recent event that's happened, current, I'm currently going through that experience right now where I feel like I'm knocking on death's door like every day and it's it's getting better. But there has been a really bad bout of anxiety for um for at least a month now, I think. But I'm I'm getting there using my own strategies and tools, which I'll explain. So yeah, I mean, anxiety especially is a big part of my life and um, I, I find it, I like I said, I'm, I'm determined not to go on medications. I don't, I feel like there's always some sort of trigger that I get to the bottom of and then it dies down. Um, I get anxiety from food as well because of having had certain allergy reactions. So there was a period where I was reacting to all sorts of things that didn't really make sense. Turns out it was some sort of histamine issue. But I mean, even eating um, yogurt, I would get hives all over my face. I uh, remember my boyfriend would give me a kiss on the lips after eating some dark chocolate and get a rash all over my mouth. I've had closing of the throat. So I have an EpiPen now after having some nuts and some coconut. So all of these things were triggering different types of anxiety in me well not types of anxiety like health anxiety so I constantly thought I was gonna you know I would eat something and something really bad was gonna happen but over the years depending on what sort of anxiety what the triggers were I've been able to kind of understand them and be able to let go of them a lot of the time but I know that I guess until I can, I mean, I will continue to work on my own personal growth to try and die down those anxious spells in my life. But I am prone to 
getting that type of um, mental health issues. And I have accepted it. I don't want to accept that that is part of my identity. It's something that comes comes with the package of my body at the moment. But if I can look to heal myself in body and mind to help ease that anxiety, then I will do anything I can to do that. But one of the big triggers for me as well is I get overwhelmed very easily. So stress reduction has been a big part of my life for a long time because I know I can get overwhelmed super quickly. Um, it doesn't take a lot, whether it's too many social events in a row or uh, workload, anything. It builds up really quickly for me. It doesn't take a lot at all. Or if my to-do list is really big and I sit there procrastinating because I don't even know where to start, I can get really bad anxiety from that. And yeah, it just, that stress is just um, very intense for me. Now, I appreciate that there's a lot of strategies out there to reduce the stress in your life. To help with the anxiety and the, the stress accumulating in your body. But life comes with stresses. It has peaks and troughs. It has good times and bad times. And it's important to have those bad, stressful times, but because it teaches you lessons and then you appreciate the good. However, when it turns into chronic stress, it's not great. But a lot of people, they talk about these reduction strategies, um, trying to get rid of the things that are happening in your life that are causing the amount of stress on your body. But whether you take one thing out, something else will come back in again. It's just the part of life. We, we have to not reduce the amount of stress that is going on in our lives. Rather, learn to build resilience against these stresses. I feel like I'm saying stresses a lot. <laughs> Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else at Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. So that's been really important for me to teach myself that, to not just get rid of everything in my life and just live a calm, peaceful life with literally doing nothing because that way I can reduce my, my stress levels and my anxiety. 
I've used different strategies to actually get me more resilient to um, intensity, um, intensity in my life. We have a sympathetic nervous system, so that fight flight response in our body for a reason. It's there, it holds a function. Stress is normal and natural for us to deal with. It's just when it becomes chronic, that's the issue. So the longer that it kind of lingers in your life, the more issues there will be, um, especially if you are struggling to have resilience towards it. Now, obviously being a bit of a passionate movement nerd, I obviously have some sort of strategy when it comes to movement to help you with your anxiety. I have built this up from experimenting on myself, being taught by coaches and mentors and um, yeah, just experiencing and experimenting with my own intuition as well. And there's three components to this to build more resilience and to help bring more calm in your life. Now, I know that anxiety is a massive thing in our society right now because there is a lot of chronic stress around. We constantly have stimulations. There is no end to it. Even when we think we're not getting stimulated, we are. You have the TV on in the background. You're going for a walk with podcasts. You're always listening to music. You're um, Even when you think you're relaxing, you're not relaxing because that stimulation is always there. So in saying that, it's important to bring calm to your life. And it's not just all about building resilience. We want to calm the nervous system, calm the body, and then slowly expose ourselves to intensity to have that gradual exposure therapy. So for anyone who's done like psychological therapy, a big thing is introducing new things or um, building resilience is all about exposing yourself gradually to different things depending on what your trigger is and that's kind of what I've put together with movement the other thing is there is a big connection obviously with body and mind people like to separate them but with the same entity everything is intertwined and interconnected so I feel like another big thing is that's helped me get over a lot of my fears and a lot of my anxiety is freedom and letting go of things, letting go of control. So that's another aspect of how I've kind of reflected movement into this stress busting strategy. <laughs> so the first one is practicing calm. So learning to calm the, the mind and body when under stress. Now, one way to do this is through um, nasal breathing conditioning. So nasal breathing conditioning involves you breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Now, a lot of people when they're doing cardio exercise or just in daily life, don't even notice how much they breathe through their mouth, but it's much more efficient for us to actually breathe through our nose. That's our filtration system. Um, it also taps into the parasympathetic nervous system. So the rest and digest side of our, our bodies. Adding the conditioning helps you, I guess, somewhat distract yourself from being completely silent and quiet, like meditation. With meditation, you're literally sitting in a room and not in a room necessarily, but sitting or standing or lying and not doing anything and just being there present and allowing the thoughts to just come and go 
um, in your mind. And that's totally fine, but it doesn't work for everyone. And I found that, that this is much more effective, actually doing something, being productive, moving your body, and then connecting that calm with it. So the nasal breathing will lower your stress in your body, tap into that parasympathetic rest, resting calmer state whilst you're moving uh, in a rhythmic way. So hop yourself on a bike, a rower, go for a jog or fast paced walk. The aim of it is to stay as present as possible. So if you feel like boredom sets in, you're probably going too slow. If you start getting negative self-talk, like you want this to be over, it's too difficult, you can't continue, you just want to stop, then you go too fast. And if you feel panicky and need to breathe through your mouth, you're also going too fast. So stick within those limits. So that's your first kind of strategy with movement. The second one is to create freedom in the body. Like I said, letting go, being freer in the mind will help relieve a lot of stress or excess stress that you've kind of put on yourself you can't control the uncontrollable there's a lot of things that people want to hold on to and feel and cause more stress in their bodies and minds um with things that they they just don't have control over like for instance traffic or um you know you're you're late for something or someone else is late and you're waiting for them. You can't really control those things. So building freedom and being able to let go, I have personally found in my mind has really, really helped me to not only be calmer, but also be a nicer human too, and a, um, be more open-minded to different things. And that's where stretching, mobility and flexibility training comes in hand. So doing some sort of training which involves opening up the body will have a reflection on you opening up your mind as well. You can either incorporate this into your weight training sessions, into your normal sessions, or doing this as a separate session. So you could wake up in the morning and do a stretch session for like 10, 15 minutes to half an hour or something, open up the body and you're set for the day. Or you could do it before bed as well, whilst you've got the telly on, um, or sorry, TV, television, <laughs> for the non-UK people listening, and do a stretch ses session then, and that will really calm you before bed too. The last one is actually the exposure therapy to intensity. And that's where controlled intensity comes into play. And I like to incorporate weight training for this specific part of this method. Um, so short-term bursts of intensity, gradually increasing the load, the volume of this will help you to build resilience to stress and really push yourself and work that sympathetic part of your nervous system. Now you can do weight training, tapping into more of the parasympathetic, but doing explosive, powerful, strong lifts can certainly help with the sympathetic side of things. Like I said, everything holds a function in the body. We have to learn to build this resilience. It's really important because 
that's how we function. Our body is made to deal with stress. It's just when it becomes chronic, that's when it becomes an issue. So if we do short-term bursts of intensity in the gym, lifting heavy stuff, see that as your exposure to that intensity to not only help you in whatever happens in other areas of your life, but also that's an opportunity for you to express that um that sympathetic side of you so that's it really <laughs> those three things have really helped me personally that I still combine in my training at the moment it's been really helping me to overcome my current anxiety issues and um I help other people with that on in the fitness journey too um if anyone comes to me with any sort of anxiety issues I usually put them on a program, tailor-made program based around those three things. So just to go over them again, it's practicing calm through nasal breathing conditioning, creating freedom in, a bo in the body through flexibility and mobility training, and controlled intensity through weight training, he lifting heavy things. So I hope this was helpful. And let me know if you try this yourself. I'm really intrigued to hear what other people think of this. But otherwise, enjoy your day, guys.